0: Welcome to Mary's Cup of Tea, the self-love podcast for women. I'm your host, Mary Jolkovsky, an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that will inspire you to love yourself. Hello, self-lover. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to make sure you know about my two books on self-love. If you're struggling with body image or self-acceptance, then I highly recommend you check out my first book, The Gift of Self-Love. It's a comprehensive workbook to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to love who you are. Thousands of people have this book, and the five-star reviews are so amazing. They give me so much life. So I hope that this is something that can help you too. You can get it wherever books are sold by searching for The Gift of Self-Love or go to my website, maryscupoftea.com slash book. After releasing The Gift of Self-Love and reading all your positive feedback, I realized that we really needed something to keep us going every single day. So not a deep dive workbook, but maybe like a micro dose of self-love in your daily life, which is why I wrote 100 Days of Self-Love. It's a guided journal with, you guessed it, 100 prompts that cover so many areas of life, including body, identity, purpose, emotions, mindset, relationships, and more. So you can really think of it as a metaphorical multivitamin, something to keep you going, or as I like to say, growing on your self-love journey. You can get this journal wherever books are sold as well by searching for 100 Days of Self-Love or go to maryscupoftea.com slash journal. It's my mission to share all the self-love tea with you, so I hope that both my books and this podcast can do just that. Don't ask me why I decided to cover this topic in today's podcast episode. It might be because historically I have felt insecure about being or being perceived as boring or uninteresting. Because of that, I have wrongfully, I'm not going to blame myself for it, but I think I made the mistake of being like, okay, well, if I want to be like interesting and cool, then I have to do things that are going to make me interesting, right? Like I have to like shape shift and mold myself and tell these amazing stories and put on this facade that I <laughs> feel cooler than I am. And I think the reason why this was a mistake is because over time this made me almost like self-objectify my life. And instead of doing things because I want to do them because I'm interested in them, I basically did them just to have a good story to tell at the end and make myself feel interesting. Instead of actually having this like deep inner knowing that because I exist, I'm interesting. Because I'm a person, I'm interesting. I don't have to be an interesting person. I'm interesting because I'm a person. So if you don't believe this, if you think you're boring or that your life is boring or not worth sharing, then you're more likely to silence your voice and not share your story. You miss out on so many connections with people because you're like, my thing isn't good enough compared to your thing. Maybe you're not expressing your gifts and it creates this self-perpetuating cycle where if you think that you don't have anything interesting to share, you don't share. (laughs) And then other people kind of catch that vibe and you might doubt yourself further because you're not giving people the opportunity to know you. So if you want to put yourself out there, and I think to some extent, Growth involves putting yourself out there and being really uncomfortable and swallowing the fact that other people are going to think their thoughts about you and you're in no way in control of them and you're still going to keep doing your thing. I mean, that is like the hardest thing to grapple with, the possibility of not being liked. So whether it's while dating or at work, maybe you're trying to start a new business, side hustle, become a content creator, make new friends, whatever that is, you have to start believing that you're an interesting person, not in a cocky way, because we all know what a turnoff that can be when somebody thinks they're so, so damn interesting and they love the sound of their own voice and they don't shut the fuck up about themselves. Instead, it's this deep inner peace and knowing that I might not be the most interesting person in the room, but by the way, that is super duper subjective, but I am interesting just because I'm a person. And every single person is interesting when they feel safe enough to express themselves fully. So you might want to ask yourself, like, do you feel safe enough to express yourself fully, whether it's in your relationship or at work with your friends? Like, do you feel like you have this space where you can just be you? What about when you're in solitude? You know how we talk about the male gaze, like in terms of body image, and how oftentimes when it comes to like our body and the way we present and dress in this like heteronormative society we were all brainwashed into? There's this concept of the male gaze where you're almost living for somebody else's perception of you. And I think this extends beyond like sexual attraction, though that's a big part of it. It's just constantly being like, what do they think of me? Do they think I'm cute? Do they like me? Do they think I'm interesting? And I think we self-objectify in a psychological way too, especially now with social media being such a big part of our lives. It is so common to unconsciously live our lives for other people and other people's approval. Here's what I have to say, like the number one thing that changed my perception about this whole like, am I interesting enough kind of complex I had? I don't know who told me this, but I love the way they said it. So I'm going to say it to you. Your ordinary is someone else's extraordinary. In this case, extra means beyond beyond the ordinary. So simply by living your own life very authentically in the fullest expression of you, you are outside of someone else's version of quote-unquote normal just by being you. So you literally don't have to do anything to be interesting except be really true to you because your ordinary is somebody else's extraordinary. You know that I'm not a huge fan of most supplements because of their misleading labels, questionable ingredients, and false promises. But then there's ritual made for skeptical people like us that care about our health in a non-diet cultury kind of way. I researched a ton of vitamins and thankfully landed on Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. Let me tell you, taking this vitamin is an experience. Firstly, it has a minty essence that makes taking your multis actually enjoyable, and the bottle is transparent, as are the capsules, which have nine key nutrients in two relatively small capsules per day. I was also impressed with their third-party certifications, rigorous testing, and even a peer-reviewed clinical study on the exact multivitamin I'm taking. So if you're a science geek like me, you can read that study on their website. And thanks to their commitment to traceable ingredients, you can trust what you're putting in your body. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash mary10 to start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. Now of course I typed this podcast topic into Google and there's lots of mixed advice I do not recommend doing this, but I will tell you one piece of advice that I found on Quora that I was actually pleasantly surprised with and I really want to read it to you because I feel like they just said this so well. So the question was, I am boring and uninteresting. I'm not very talkative. I'm stoic. I have no energy or passion. I read and play video games and I'm in a club, but don't meet new people. I do well in school and make people laugh. What can I do to make friends? The person who answered this question responded, boring and uninteresting to whom? When you go into a situation thinking, I'm going to be what other people want me to be, you encounter quite a lot of problems. The two big screaming ones being, it's impossible. And people don't know what they want or what they need perfectly. That's an interesting thought. Being interesting to someone else or exciting to someone else is a reaction that only they can control. And even then, they can only control it to a certain somewhat limited degree. When people ask, how do I make people like me or how can I be popular or anything to that effect, you're really asking, how do I control people? The project is at its outset, not just conceptually flawed, but morally flawed too. Someone's reaction is their own. Their life is their own. You can't live it. The only thing you can do is live your life. And the exciting, glamorous personality that you meet gets grating. The Rock's a funny guy, but if he was doing his shtick 24-7, it'd probably get obnoxious. The glamour and glitz of a person who is charming or exciting can be surface level. I'm not saying that having the ability to charm or excite or enthrall people is bad or empty, I'm just saying that it's not enough. When you say you do uninteresting things like video games, there are millions of video games in the world. Many video games like Mass Effect have the text and world design equivalent of whole novel settings. The modern AAA game has hundreds of coders, art designers, voice actors, 3D modelers, consultants on everything from architecture to economics to psychology testers, marketers, and tons of other people plying their art or at least their craft to put out a piece of art. How could that possibly possibly be uninteresting. I'm curious if this applies to you in any area of your life where you might think like, I don't know, I love knitting or crocheting. I don't. I'm just using this as an example. I wish I did. That sounds really cool. But I have noticed that some knitters are like, yeah, I'm a boring old lady. I just sit on the couch and crochet. No, that's like really fucking cool. The question answer on Quora goes on to say, Do you know how many millions of words are written about video games? How many thousands of hours on YouTube there is about game commentary? Do you know how much time and effort people spend to do journalism about games, discuss games in every context from politics and gender to storytelling and literary analysis, etc.? None of these people find games uninteresting. This applies to knitting and crocheting too, and anything else you could possibly be into. On the micro level. Everyone is special in their own way. But on the macro level, we're all kind of the same. We all just want to be accepted and loved and at peace. I believe that the most interesting person is actually the most interested person. The people who ask somebody else questions, who read and research oddly specific things, who are very into their craft unapologetically. People who tell their story with conviction, who make the mundane feel exciting just by adding their unique perspective. The people who inspire us to develop a sense of wonder and zest for life. And that's the kind of person that I want to be, not necessarily to be like cool or interesting or be seen as that, but just to be super duper fucking present in my life with the people around me so we can connect on a human level. So you are not boring. You might just be hanging out with people who are making you feel like you're boring, but maybe it's because you're not letting them see the true you. You might not really know what lights you up and that's okay. But as long as you follow your curiosity and have that childlike sense of wonder, then That is amazing. That is really cool and exciting and interesting. And I would probably have loads to talk to you about. And lastly, the things you do that come naturally to you, the shit that you don't even think about, that's just like a part of your daily routine, your daily life that you're just kind of sick of and over it. You only feel that way because you're seeing it from your own eyes, because you've done it so much, because the novelty effect has worn off and you're just, you know, you might be not as excited by it. But... Somebody else who has the pleasure and privilege and honor of getting to know you is going to be deeply interested by the stuff that you take for granted in your own life. I hope that this can inspire you to stop calling yourself boring because you're not unless you're doing it in like a healing way like I I like being boring and I'm like confident in being boring and I still have <laughs> stuff to share and I'm okay with it not being you know the time that I jumped out of an airplane I would rather tell you about my dog so if you're here for that I love you already One last thing before we farewell, myself lovers. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. You can do this by searching for the show, Mary's Cup of Tea, scroll all the way down on Apple Podcasts, and you'll see stars where you can click one of the stars and leave a few kind words. It just means so much to me because I'm so behind the scenes when I'm podcasting, so I don't really get to see the impact of the show unless you leave a review. And on Spotify, there's just a button that says rate the show, and it'll let you put however many stars you want. Your feedback helps the podcast grow, and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words mean the world to me. Thank you so much for supporting the show and helping me spread the gift of self-love. I love you all so much, and I will talk to you in next week's episode.